This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. Welcome back to the ATB pod. But you all know that because you're listening. Hey, while you're there, hit that download button. I know you just closed your phone. Go hit that download button. Helps us a lot. We had a great show today. I really hope you guys enjoy it. But first, go check us out on our website, atbsports.net. Go check us out on all our social media platforms. Give us a follow there. I was joined today by fantasy baseball and football expert Eric Giesler. It was a great show. We talk, we're going to talk NFL DFS today. Hope you guys take our advice. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm the host Chandler Adams, joined by one of the, I don't know what you call him, co-host, guest host, rotating host. But today we got Eric Giesler, the fantasy baseball legend himself. I'm in a league with him. It's awful. I cried myself to sleep a couple of times during the baseball season because of him. Uh, you lost, what is it, one match this year, Eric? Uh, um, I lost twice in April, and then complete domination after that. Oh, you poor thing. Didn't they were talking. Well, we have a group chat with that, and uh, a couple people were talking some shit about Eric going into the playoffs, and then he shut them right up. He's basically the New England Patriots. Well, and there's our there's, group sev- chats there's the two or three guys. Two or three guys in that league, they just they just hate me. It's been a decade of domination. It's just it's really sad for them. That's that's uh it's something. I'm in the league. <laughs> it's very sad. I'm definitely well, there's me and another guy. We're definitely the worst teams in the league. We might have the worst rosters in fantasy baseball history, but we'll Your talk about that. It is very bad. We'll talk just about baseball. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I took over for a team, but we'll talk Mid-season. about baseball when it comes time to baseball because I don't want to get depressed again. Indians lost. <laughs> Indians lost out on the playoffs. My fantasy team sucks. But we've got NFL for you guys today. Like I said in the intro, we're going to start with the over and under performers. Eric. I'm going to let you take the reins and start with either an over or underperformer this year for you. Well, for the overperformer, I'm going to go with a quarterback. Um, could probably go with other positions. But uh, people people threw dirt on Tom Brady in the preseason. As far as fantasy, nobody's thrown dirt on him in just standard football talk. But in fantasy, he wasn't even cracking the top ten in basically anybody's list. And we're sitting here, you know, going into week seven. He had a poor game at Buffalo. And pretty much five outstanding games besides that on on the fantasy docket. Last week, he kind of lucked out with two rushing touchdowns. But uh, he's just the same old Brady. So that's why I'm going to go over performer. You got him at the very end of the draft. And he's he's basically been performing. Yeah, he's been a must-start QB for every week, except for Buffalo. But, Eric, what do we not do in fantasy? You don't overreact, and you got to stay away from recency bias also. Exactly. And that is something that happens way too often, which leads me in to my underperformer, Baker Mayfield. Has he underperformed? Oh! Absolutely, he has. Coming from a Browns fan myself, it's been heart-wrenching to watch. But he's on the cusp of getting it. It's if you watch, if you actually watch the Browns and don't look at the box score, it's timing and accuracy. Baker's strong suit accuracy has been bad. 
Dan Orvlowski said it best. The Baker's number one quality in my eyes in the past had been his boxing feet. He's always moving his feet. He almost looked like he was you drinking a monster energy on the sidelines. But that allows someone Baker's size to get that zip on the ball at a quick um, in a quick instance. You know, somebody that's Blake Bortles size can have his feet set up in an awkward place and still get a huge zip on the ball. Josh Allen's a perfect example. Baker's a smaller dude. He's still got a great arm, but part of that is his feet placement. So he needs to get back to that, but he's been underperforming. He's been very underperforming so far this season, which leads me and, to and my to me, overperformer, looks, he, Nick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, Mayfield, to me, still looks talented. Um, But just from the bird's eye view, he looks shaken to me a little bit. He looks... He looks he like he he thrives on confidence and he he thrives on, um, I don't know what the word is bravado, which I understand. I bring bravado to the pickup basketball court. If somebody shakes it, if I make three four turnovers, next thing you know I can't even hit a layup. So I feel like he he just needs to pound somebody. To be honest, I mean I don't. I he needs a game where he just unloads four touchdowns, four hundred yards, and I think he'll turn it around. I, I'm not down on his yeah. long-term perspective at all, but right now he's just in a struggle. I'm not either, and I actually just wrote an article for atbsports.net. It's uh, I'm going to be going into four different quarterbacks, Dak, Baker, Jared Goff, and Andy Dalton, See, digging deeper than just the surface value of that. And uh, I'm not down on Baker's long-term, but sadly he has the Bills, Broncos, and Patriots coming up. Don't know if that four touchdown game comes up soon, but no, the second brutal. half of that schedule is Bengals twice, Dolphins, Cardinals, Steelers twice, so and Ravens at home. So it's you've got some definitely some room to get going there. I uh, speaking of Baker Mayfield, want to lead into our waiver wire targets and Baker's favorite target outside of Odell these past two or three weeks has been someone by the name of Ricky Seals-Jones. If he's available in your league and you have room to kind of maneuver um, and drop someone to pick up a a risky tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones is your dude. He is a a former wide receiver playing tight end. He, He just didn't have the speed at all to be a wide receiver. But as Eric and I were talking before we started recording... He's a basketball player, which is every announcer's favorite. Every announcer's favorite phrase for a tight end. You always want a basketball player, and yeah, they love Ricky Seals Jones has been getting absolutely wide open. Which I don't know if it's coverage issues, he's running great routes, or just uh, play design. Something's going on. Baker likes him. Ricky Seals Jones is fitting well in this offense. I would go take Ricky Seals Jones off that waiver wire. In, at tight end, anybody that shows a pulse, um, it's time to look into it because you're not outside of the four or five guys. You're not getting any consistency there, and he he's shown a knack for the end zone also so far. Ricky has. So mm-hmm. my uh, yeah, do my you free have... agent. Yeah, I've got a couple here. Sixty uh, percent own Robbie Anderson. If you watched the Jets game last week, you can you can see Darnold. Sam Darnold knows how to play football. And Robbie, he's Robbie. We know what he does. He he goes deep. He puts up big games. He disappears sometimes, and he, he goes big again. So if somebody let him loose, he's a great bye week filler. Um, Hunter Henry's 64% owned, and I don't really need to elaborate much on that. That's, that's <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Uh, 1% owned. If you watched the game last night, Alan Lazard, he tore up uh, slot corner there in Detroit. He didn't. His box score wasn't that great because he didn't even enter the game until after Allison was hurt, and he he came in and basically just dominated. He showed he showed a ton of just spunk. I mean, he was he was physical. He had a few. Uh, I think he even had a little shoving match with uh, what's the corner's name, Chandler? You know it. Thirty-seven uh, million Justin dollar Coleman. man. Yeah, Coleman, pretty good corner, and he pretty much abused him and statistically. The best corner, the best slot corner in the NFL the past couple years. So yeah, something. 
And Lazard came in. Now, if he, if he gets the playing time, I think he could be a stud. Aaron Rodgers was gushing about him after the game. They interviewed him. He, he actually smiled when he talked about Lazard. And the guy's 6'5", 4'5", 540. I have no clue why he wasn't drafted with that size. Um, Iowa State's all-time leading uh, touchdowns, receptions. Big-time um, high school recruit as well. And his old man was even in the NFL in the 90s. So I don't know how that guy's undrafted with that speed. Everyone that loves size. a good bloodline story. Yeah, and that that's... It is what it is. I mean, look how many sons are in the NFL. Now, that shouldn't factor into your free agent fine column. Basically, if he gets playing time, you need to own him. It's the Packers. They, right now, are struggling to find any kind of production from wideout. And Adams is banged up. Nobody knows when he's coming back. Eyeball test. I'll probably now. be back, like, next week. I'm, I'm still feeling a little sore, but yeah. if Rodgers wants to throw to me... Um, you're a little bit slow, I think, for the uh, wideout position, but tackle eligible, maybe tackle eligible. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what uh, his backstory is. I mean, I'm just like anybody else. I watched the game, I googled him. I'm like, holy mackerel, this guy isn't trash. Why he wasn't drafted, I don't know. Because I, I've seen some terrible guys get a dra- get drafted. Um, this guy's six five, so and he runs and he he has numbers, so. Check yeah. him out if you yeah. need a receiver. I like hopefully, that. Alli- that's, that's... hopefully he can pass Allison on the depth chart. Yeah, that's Allison's been a very uh, underwhelming player so far this year. He has Marcus been. I like him. Scantling, he's had some moments, and someone with Valdez Scantling's size and speed is definitely a scary combination. But oh, uh, definitely. You got you have to, if you don't gain Aaron Rodgers' trust, you won't get the ball. It's that simple. You could be wide open. He'll throw it to someone he trusts. Well, and I think at the receiver position, um, the time you really prove if you're just a depth guy or if you're a guy is when you become the guy. And Valdez Scantling, he has been thrust into sort of a lead role. He's drawing, you know, attention, and he's not handling it. I mean, he's just not. He 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 makes splash plays when he's an afterthought. And now that he's the thought, mm-hmm. he's just I don't I'm not a big fan, really. I, I don't hate the guy. Yeah. He he has a place in the world, but he's just whatever. He's just a guy, Jag. Yeah, so um we're going to now go in to running through the sixteen games this week, or is it would it be fourteen with the bye weeks now? Anyway, uh, we're gonna run through the games Thursday through Monday. We're going to give you, should you stay away from the game? Should you load up on that game? Or should you run and hide? Uh, it's going to be that bad. I don't know if there's any of those yet. Dolphins, Bills, maybe. <laughs> but we're going to run through them, give you our DraftKings overview of it, who to take, who to stay away from, like I just said. And then at the very end, we'll give you uh, who we're going to take with the spread. We're not going to give any explanation of that, just kind of tell you. Then we'll have a, uh, a betting episode later in the week, hopefully. But first game, Thursday night football. Gotta love Troy Aikman. Some people don't like him. Whatever. I like him. Not a huge fan of Joe Buck, but I like Troy Aikman. Chiefs at Bronco Nation. I personally, now Eric, what do you feel? I think Patrick Mahomes is very special. I've gotten a lot of flack on this. He's very, very, very special. Second most talented quarterback in the NFL right now, maybe first, him and Aaron Rodgers, back and forth. However, I do believe that there are a couple quarterbacks that given his situation when he was drafted, could be putting up similar type numbers. Obviously, Watson's one of them. Wentz, um, I think Golf, because we saw what he could do at his peak. And I even threw Baker Mayfield in there. I've got some flack on that, but before we get into this game, what are your thoughts on that? Like Andy Reid, who's been known as a great quarterback groomer, behind Alex Smith, who's known as the smartest quarterback in NFL history, with people like Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt, one of the best offensive lines. Well, what are your thoughts? It's a it's a story as old as time, really. It's um, opportunity 
meets talent meets a system. And, you know, Andy Reid goes way back of making fantasy superstars and real-life superstars. Um, McNabb, I mean, everybody knows Donovan McNabb. And, okay, here, McNabb had great talent. Mahomes has great talent. The the few quarterbacks Reed's gotten that weren't that highly respected have also put up big numbers. So, I mean, look at Alex Smith. He's the stand-up yeah. guy. He, he was Andy an Reid got him paid. I mean, he's he's going to be paying his grandchildren based on Andy Reid's system. And now, I'm not calling Mahomes um, Alex Smith. He's clearly talented. He He's one Absolutely. of the few guys that can throw the ball basically three-quarters of the field. And I think that's why, and the Chiefs are great with personnel, so they, they put all these guys on the field that can run basically faster than anybody else on the field. So you, you've got the huge arm. You've got the fast wideouts. You've got the tight end. It's just a perfect storm. I think that in football and in really any sport, there's a line. There's like a threshold of if you're a certain level, you can beat anybody any day. And I think no matter where they go, Mahomes is in that tier. He's in that tier with um, basically Brady, Russell Wilson, Watson. Rodgers. Rodgers. And trying to differentiate between that tier is just a fruitless effort. Like, there's no point, okay? When when Brady plays against Mahomes, why why debate who's better? Why not just watch the game and realize it's two studs? He, he's a stud. That's, that was a it's, long it's way to LeBron say It's LeBron versus KD. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yep. You're not going to figure out anyway, who's better. It, there's no answer. It's not, it's not possible. And i sorry I brought some quarterback politics into this pod. No, but I – and I'm not trying to say – people thought I was saying Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback, and I'll be damned if I ever say that. If I ever say that, I need to be taken out back like a horse. <laughs> sorry. That was a little gruesome. But anyway, into this game, I might be in the minority – I am on DraftKings personally. I don't feel comfortable taking any of the Chiefs' offense because of Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury. Those things can just linger and linger and linger. I've just—I mean, I was just a high school and then a club college athlete, and you look at the court funny or the field funny, and you roll your ankle again. It's just never ending. He keeps getting stepped on. It's a weird situation. However, on the flip side, I do like two Broncos players. Not really one more than the other. I respect both of them. Sanders and Sutton. I don't love Joe Flacco, but this Chiefs defense is not good. People thought Spag was going to be the answer as the defensive coordinator and adding pieces, but people forgot to realize, and when I say people, I mean Fox and ESPN, you subtracted more players than you added, and you subtracted better players than you added. Justin Houston and D Ford were the reason that this team was able to fight for that playoff, uh, the AFC championship. And I just, I don't feel comfortable with this Chiefs secondary at all. I don't feel comfortable with their linebackers at all. So I would take Sutton or Sanders, and I, I wouldn't take both of them. Whichever one you feel has the better matchup. Um, personally, I just have a feeling I would take Sanders on this one, but. You know, I'm not fighting to get him into my DraftKings lineup, but if you're looking for a guy after you've filled out the rest and you're kind of like, okay, who do I got in that range? I think Sanders or Sutton could be a great plug-in this week against the Chiefs. And I I agree with uh, Sanders and Sutton. I, I like Sutton a lot more than Sanders. Sanders is going to be low ownership for tournaments because he's he's on kind of a bad stretch right now. So he's going to be forgotten about. So you can actually capitalize on that. There's not going to be too many tournaments being played on Thursday night game, though. Um, one guy in this game that I like, and I've actually been playing him quite a bit the last month or so, is Philip Lindsay. Basically, the the season started, and the new regime wanted to work Royce Freeman in. They uh, So they split the time quite a bit, really. And... 
after two weeks, you know, the offense is kind of struggling, which, of course, you're going to struggle against Chicago, but even Oakland. But the last four weeks, Lindsey has been priced clear past, like, running back 20 through 25, and he's delivered with a three-week run. Going back to week three, we got 29 DraftKings points. Week four, seven, so that's a clunker. 27 points week five, and then 15, which is okay, week six. And I'm not sitting here telling you uh, this is the greatest running back in the league, but <laughs> this week he's 5,700, and that's the priciest he's been all year. The the one year I played, the one week I played him at, I think 4,900, and he just he just went off. So right here you're you're gonna have a negative game script most likely, and he's the pass catching running back. So right there out of this game, that's my main man. I'm probably not playing. Um, Mahomes, 6900 his price is down. So if you do want to get on board, it's a decent time to get on board. But the problem is Denver um, is in the top five in the league in defense against quarterbacks. So they're, they're stifling quarterbacks. So on that in that game, that's that's the only place I'm going, Philip Lindsay. There's some other plays there, but I, I'm not going there. Yeah, I I like that one. I this Chiefs run defense is bad. If you like Lindsay in that spot, it's definitely not a bad choice. The Broncos are three and a half underdogs at home on Thursday night with a banged up Patrick Mahomes. I am taking the Broncos to lose by three. That means they'd win that spread. So I'd take the Broncos in that. If it drops down to three, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs off the off of two losses. I think they're going to – not that they need motivation, but it's just something I say to sound cool. So give me the Chiefs. <laughs> I, uh, I, I respect that opinion. We're going to move on to the Oakland Raiders at – the Green Bay Packers Sunday. Uh, I don't want to, unless you have somebody, I don't really have anybody to elaborate on this one on. If you have uh, any well, of the Packers receivers, I would feel, if you're I, if any of the Packers receivers I think could be viable options, that's about all I got. Well, the thing, the thing you got to watch with DraftKings is um, – any team who plays on Monday night, their their price range will not re- be reflected in the next week because DraftKings makes the prices uh, prior to the game. So you're looking at Alan Lazard, three thousand. That that is literally the lowest a a position player can be priced at on DraftKings. So that is basement price on Lazard. Um, I'm not saying I'll play him or I won't, but. Um, that's just something to watch for. Anytime somebody blows up on a Monday, look for him next week because the, the price will not be reflected. It, if he did that on Sunday, I guarantee he would cost 3900 or 4400 something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't – and I uh, – to end this game, I don't like anybody on that Raiders offense. And what is the spread? A six-point Packers favorite – I am going to go ahead and take the Packers on that one. I think the Packers win by seven or more. Um, I am going to throw Josh Jacobs' name out there, though, for the DraftKings. He, he's 5,000, and Green Bay is number 28, yeah, number 27 in the NFL in running back um, defense DraftKings points per game. So... They're at, they're actually getting thumped in the box scores, at least by DraftKings score. Yeah, uh, that's definitely a fair look at it. I just there's something that in my gut that's telling me this Packers defense is going to play better against the run, and they've played guys like Dalvin Cook and Philip Lindsay and Zeke and Johnson, but Josh Jacobs has been. Very good for his rookie season. I, so if you play Josh Jacobs, I don't think that's a bad call, at all. Well, and he just ran over Chicago too. So I mean, absolutely. I don't know how he did that because I honestly did not watch that game, but the box score was pretty. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's been much better than I expected this season, to be honest. Next game, Rams-Falcons. Because we're trying to keep this quick, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't like anybody in this game except for maybe Todd Gurley. But he's he's still an expensive buy on uh, DraftKings for my trust in him. He's at 6400 which Dalvin Cook's at 8000 if that puts it into perspective for you. This Falcons defense is not good, uh, but they're about middle of the road at the run defense so far somehow. But yeah, I don't really like anybody in this game. I, I don't, I'm not going to play anybody in that game. Well... The pro the problem with this game is this you you've got the highest over under on the week and it's sh- it's a fifty four point over under which typically those numbers are somewhat accurate now so if there's gonna be fifty four points somebody's got to score them now so that's the counterpoint to what you were saying um but in agreement with what you're saying is who do you go with because you're going to have all these points, but where are they going to come from? You, you've got Julio Jones. He's he's the top um, wideout on price. He's 8000 There's nobody priced higher than him. Um, you could go Ridley down there at 5300 I I actually think that's a great play this week. Um, if Gurley plays, in theory, i gotta, I got to give him a run because Atlanta cannot stop running back production. They get destroyed by running backs in DraftKings. Um, but it, it's a tricky game because I see what you're saying, but at the same time, how can you play Todd Gurley? He he really hasn't produced. He He's put the touchdowns on, but 6,400, you know, can you do better? Maybe. I, th- I think really the quarterbacks are the safe plays in this game. So I'd, I'd say the quarterbacks and Ridley would be where I'd be looking. And Cooper Cup, I mean, that's pretty much Captain Obvious. But. Yeah, Cooper Cup is absolutely never a bad play. I no. the next game on the sl- oh well actually one second Rams versus oh, I gotta find it. Yeah, there we go. Rams versus Falcons. The Rams are a three point favorite in this game at Atlanta. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Rams in this one. They need a bounce back win. They're not a bad team, and I'm gonna say it. They're better than the 49ers. Recency bias is a bitch. The Rams are fine. They need to find their their groove. Uh, you can't say McVay's one of the best young coaches ever and then just say, well, I, I don't trust him anymore. you got to pick a side. McVay is good. Rams are fine. Give me them as a three-point favorite. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Rams. Um, it's hard to take you know, a road team, but Atlanta's defense has just been absolutely pitiful. I mean, absolutely pitiful. If you, mm-hmm. I'm, So I'm going to take the Rams. And don't be mad if you fire up any player in that game. Basically, it's up to you. Close your eyes and pick what player you want to fire up because 54 point over under. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's going to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's – that's – the Rams are – I just – there's something about them that they're not playing up to their standards, but they're never a bad play in my eyes if you're betting. But – the next game is 49ers-Redskins, and is it okay with you if we just go ahead and skip this game? Because I, I just I, I just don't. I just don't want to even talk about that. Maybe McLaren, but 49ers defense is good. Yeah, for DFS, um, you can play the Niners D, but they're going to cost a lot. 10-point um, favorites, I'm going to go ahead and take the Niners. Um, you, could take, you could play Kittle and the Niners running backs, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, I like... I like the Niners as the 10-point favorite, and I like Kittle and the Brita and Coleman, or however you choose to put that together. Texans at Colts. This one's interesting because interdivision rivals, you never know what can happen. And the Texans and Deshaun Watson have just been absolutely electric after that just a pitiful game against Carolina. And Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But their defense is bad. I mean, I don't care how they... That defense is bad. However, on the flip side, I don't trust this Colts offense at all. Jacoby Brissett's 
not I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dickhead, but he's a game manager at a game manager at best. I I feel the same way about Jimmy G. You put him in a situation where they have to make a play to win a game. I don't trust either of them to do that. Jacoby Brissett scored 19 points against one of the worst defenses in the league, and that somehow got them to win. But I I don't know. I I don't like anybody on that. Wouldn't I? I don't. I wouldn't mind Marlon Mack in this situation. But on the Texans side, give me DeAndre Hopkins a hundred times over. I know he's expensive. He's got the best hands in football. He's one of the best route runners in football. He's one of the best wide receivers in football. And he's paired up with the best, one of the best quarterbacks in football. So if you want to spend money on a quarterback, give me Watson. If you want to spend money on a wide receiver, give me DeAndre Hopkins. But if you're looking for a lower, a lower price kind of maybe play, uh, especially in a tournament, maybe a Duke Johnson. It's risky. It's really risky, but he's he can be a threat for a receiving touchdown. But there are much better options in him. Where I'm just going over him because there's this game. He has a very low target share. But also, Carlos Hyde is a workload, a workhorse. He's got a high workload. That's not a bad option either. You know, statistically, Carlos Hyde is t- just a terrible uh, yards per rush, yards per carry. But he gets a lot of runs very often, and he turns it into yards so uh yeah deandre hopkins and deshaun watson should definitely be high on your list in my opinion well just to piggyback your carlos hyde he he's coming in at 4700 so whether you like him or not uh, you can't argue with that price so if you're looking for a, you know a low-end guy that can probably he can throw up 15 or 20 points um now just in general i love marlon mack but I know you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm all over Mac this year. I got him on every team because the hate just went so far. And who else has got that kind of workload? But on DraftKings, I've only used him really once because he's not really the the DraftKing type of target. I like guys that can catch the ball. Um, so if there's a tie, I'm going to side with the guy that can catch the ball. Or if I think a team's, if I think the Colts are going to dominate somebody, I'll I'll go with Mac. But uh, now on Houston's side of the ball. Obviously, Watson. You've got Fuller, who's been surging in targets. Um, Hopkins, I've used him three weeks in a row now, and he's basically boned me every time. Um, Now, I'm not scared, okay? I'm not the type of guy that's scared. I'll fire him up again. I don't care. (laughs) And uh, because it's going to happen. I mean, he's he's Hopkins, okay? So if your lineup's set up to the point where where you can fit him in, I don't think it's a bad move. And uh, now Houston's been having trouble stopping wide receivers. They're number five in the NFL. They're giving up, per game total, they're giving up 42 DraftKings points per game against the wide receiver position. So it's going to be contrarian because nobody's going to be on T.Y. But T.Y. might be a good play here. Now he's 5,900. Are there better plays in the world? Yep, there are. But let's say Houston jumps out, you know, big. Um, gets, you know, 14, 20-point lead, which is possible, which is also not possible. I mean, it could also not happen. But T.Y. at that price and a potential negative game script, basically he's he's only played four games this year. Two of them, he, he's put up tremendous points. And then the other two, it's been terrible. So if you want to roll with that, Give it a shot. I don't hate it. And Houston has been gouged by whiteouts, like I said. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Houston's a one-point underdog. That's it's crazy. It's at Indy. And like I said, interdivision rivals. But God damn it, take the Texans. That was me pounding the table. I'm sorry if it's a year. You have earplugs in. That was really loud. But that's me pounding the table. Take the Texans. Now. I will backtrack if John Kaufman of ATB Sports. Yeah, a little self-plug huh. there for Johnny. Uh, I know John's listening to this, so thank you, buddy. Now, he can very easily back me off of that if his article says otherwise. Uh, go check his articles out. Seriously, if you want free money, I don't know what else to tell you. But as of right now, my gut, give me Houston Texans. One-point underdog? Oof. 
I'll take that. Um, I'm taking Houston here. If uh, the the road to success for the Colts is running the ball, so if Marlon Mack has a big game, that's that'd be the the other side of the coin. If you want to look at a road to success, but how they're how they're road favorites in this game, I don't know. With Houston coming off a big win, um, one thing about you got to consider in this game too is Indy is number five in the league in time of possession, thir- over 31 minutes per game. If it, that's going to be if you watch the game, that's going to be what you're gonna you're gonna see. You're gonna see Indy trying to take the air out of the ball. So it's a 48 point over under. Um, I'm going Houston though on the line. I I think that's obviously a great play because that's what I did because we're both very smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like to tell ourselves. Debatable. Yeah. <laughs> On to the Vikings and Lions, another inner division matchup. Now, I'm going to go against the grain. Dalvin Cook, fantastic runner. And they like to feed him the ball. On top of the Lions... So far, not being very good against the run. However, a pissed-off Lions defense after the refs lost in the game. Yeah, that's right. I'm blaming the refs. No more of this don't blame the refs make the plays. God damn it, the Lions made the plays and the refs called it otherwise. So I'm taking the Lions in this one before I even look at the spread. I'm getting pumped up now, but Dalvin Cook. Most people are going to want to play him. He's an expensive cost. I don't even know what he is. I'm sure he's the most expensive running back. He is about every week. 8000 Let's see. 8000 You can get... Okay, so he's the third highest running back. However, Detroit's defensive front is the best in football. Yeah, I said it. That's bold. They have the most depth there. They have the best talent there. They have yet to morph it together because they've got a lot of new guys. Free agent, draft. I don't play Dalvin Cook for 8000 because this Detroit team is going to be pissed off. And Pencilhead, Matt Patricia, is a defensive-minded coach, and he's one of the better ones in the game. I'm not taking any of the Minnesota players, actually. However, however, I would be okay with playing Carrion Johnson this week because, uh, like we were talking about, he just keeps getting bumped down in price so i feel comfortable playing carry on here i don't really feel comfortable with either of the wide receivers for the lions i think they're both immensely talented and by that i mean marvin jones jr and kenny galladay super talented receivers the only thing that scares me if you're playing head to head is you don't know what's going to happen with those two they can go off they can disappear so there's my rant Detroit Lions are going to come back this week with a vengeance and hold Dalvin Cook down finally since no one in this league has been able to this year. Okay, I, I agree with your Dalvin Cook fade. And the reason it's it's a fade is because people like to use the defensive stats against a certain position, you know, and against running backs, the Lions are coming in at third worst in the league. So they're really getting gouged. And I, I think a lot of that... Um, I'm not. I'm not real sure why they're getting pounded, to be honest with you. But they are. But I agree with you that I, I like the defense and I like the defensive front. Now, that's not the Lions have nothing to do with why I'd be going away from Dalvin. Um, I think if Dalvin comes in and gets a ton of touches, I'm all over that. But first of all, you got his price. It's eight thousand. It, it's just way too high for somebody not named McCaffrey. And uh, Madison's creeping up right now. He he's had double digit carries two out of the last four weeks, and then he had a nine carry game in there in that four week stretch. So they're making an effort to include him. Now he he's not enough to play. He's not getting enough work to play him, but he is a vampire on the value of Dalvin Cook. And Cook was awesome early in the year because he wasn't getting any price respect. Now that he's priced up on Mount Rushmore. I'm not liking that. And no. this game, just in general, um, it's going to be a great game to watch. 45 point over under, which is pretty low. I'm, I'm pretty much just off this game. Carry on Johnson, if you want to play somebody, 5,100, like you said. So basically, we're consensus on this game. We, we think the same thing. Carry on's about the only thing we want to get on. 
and the only thing about carry on that makes me want to get on there is the price i i don't love the matchup and i'm probably not playing him frankly but we're breaking down this game and yeah i'm i mean i'm not playing him either i uh i don't feel comfortable enough to play i i it, you know, if I need someone, 5,100, that's not bad, but uh, we'll get to it later. Frank Gore's 5,200 against yeah. the Miami team. I like that a lot better. Lions, at home, one-point underdog against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm taking the Lions. Give me the one-point underdog. Don't like going against the underdogs. but oh. I'm taking Minnesota here. I've There was a lot of term. Well, Minnesota season. Ooh. Yeah. What is that? A Viking horn? That's what it sounded like. But uh, <laughs> so they've uh, they've had a wild season. They they come out and just bushwhack people, and then they had all kinds of drama, and then the squeaky wheels got the attention. So now we're at the other side of all that. Feels like they've gone through a whole season worth of crap. Who knows what their game plan is going to be? But uh, I've I just like them in general. Kirk Cousins, just whatever. I don't know if he's good or not. Five five years in, I still can't even tell if he's good or not. So, whatever. But give me the Vikings at home. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I respectfully disagree with your dumbass decision. Anyway, on to the Jaguars and Bengals. <laughs> anyway, on to the Jaguars and Bengals. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. I like Leonard Fournette against this Bengals defense, and that's about it. If you want to play. Minshew or Char, uh, I would not disagree with you, but Fournette's the only one I'm thinking about playing, and he is in my final lineup that I'll reveal at the end of the show. Yeah, I agree with Fournette. I mean, against the Bengals, you you have to fire up the running backs. And I hated Fournette preseason, but the guy's workload is out of control right now. The last three games, 29, 23, 20 carries. That's the that's the list. Nobody's getting that. I mean, nobody's nobody in the league's taking that kind of workload. And if he if he keeps doing that, so you think, oh, he's just a workhorse. He doesn't catch balls. Well, um, he's had six, seven, three, eight, six, six targets in the passing game. Now, don't turn on the game because you'll just see like this tall, slow guy with a beard trying to run fast. But uh, in the box score, he's beasting. So. You, you got to fire him up this week against the Bengals. He's seven thousand though, so you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, and you you are gonna pay for it. Yeah, and I don't like Mixon. I mean, the last time Mixon was somebody I liked was whatever year he came out in the combine when he was looking all nice in the spandex. Um, when I, <laughs> when I see him on the field, I now the Bengals are terrible, and he did have a good year last year, but. I see a lot of um, jump cutting with no direction. That's what I see. So, um, from that... Oh, no! That's what I see, Bengals fans. Um, If you like that jump cutting, you know, hop on mixing. But... Yeah, jump cut going right into the back of your offensive lineman is always uh, an awful sign. And it it works great. Awful sign. Behind a good line, but... And yeah, you got to be. I, and I hate to plug the Browns here, but you know Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, Le'Veon Bell. Those guys have perfected the jump cut. They they understand the angles and the holes. They just see the field differently. And like you said, Mixon just he hasn't he hasn't had that. Well, you only get one jump cut per play. That's what he don't doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. he jump cuts into a jump cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean there it's. And it's, it's easy pretty. to pile on a guy that's, you know, getting destroyed right now behind the line. So it's some of that's just me trying to be funny. He he does have some skill, but he you cannot play him. Yeah, it's they the Bengals are a four point underdog this week against the Jaguars in Cincinnati. I'm gonna go ahead and say the Bengals are tanking. I'm gonna go. With Jacksonville, the four-point favorite. Yeah, and yeah, that's I'm I'm in the same boat with you there. I got, I've got Jacksonville in this game. 
Cincinnati, you know, I, I do think that they're playing hard behind that coach. And any given week, a team that shows up ready to play could do some damage. But I'm going Jacksonville. Yep, that's so we're in consensus again. I don't like how we're in consensus. I think that means we're both going to be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we should spread our but. we should spread it around just to hedge our bets. But <laughs> that's what happened. We didn't have that Giants. pre-production meeting. We we could have talked about it. Yeah, we don't we don't got that kind of budget. Our producer's terrible. Yeah, he is. He's an <laughs> asshole. Cardinals at Giants. This is a fantasy feast, in my opinion. Uh Cardinals defense is awful. Giants defense is awful. Both the quarterbacks can run. That is a delicious meal in my eyes. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson are always two of my first quarterbacks I look at. Uh, what's their price and who are they playing? Because if you have a running quarterback, it takes one play. It takes one play to make up that money. Uh, so Lamar this week is in Seattle. Don't love that. Daniel Jones, I like that play. I haven't looked at his price. Sorry, a little unprepared. Let me let me find his price here. Okay, I don't I don't love that. Never That's mind. too high. It's too high. That's way too high. And what's, what's Kyler Murray at? Uh, sixty-seven hundred. Patrick Peterson's back too. Oh yeah, and Saquon's gonna be back. Forget all that. Don't go with Daniel Jones or Kyler Murray. However, well, if like, you're listening like and you're not in DFS. Well, I don't like his price in DFS. So if you're listening and you have a fantasy team with one of these two guys, I'd go ahead and play him. Uh, Patrick Peterson is back, but Daniel Jones likes to dump it off to Saquon Barkley. He's a good safety net. He's a pretty good running back. Um, but anyway, I do like Larry Fitzgerald a ton here. I love him. I play him every week almost. 6,100, that's not bad at all. Uh, Saquon Barkley, for the price, eh. This Cardinals defense is awful. He has a legitimate shot to go off. So you you can uh, dictate your money however you want. I'm staying away from Saquon Barkley because of price. But Larry Fitzgerald, I 100% have my lineup this week. Well, th- this game here, 49.5 points over under. So it's it's really not as high as I thought it would be, and that's probably all, towards, that's all shade towards the Giants. But then... The Giants are three-point favorites, so it's kind of an odd line. Um, I I like Kyler. The, the thing you have to do here, you don't have to play him, but you have to recognize the Arizona's deficiency against the tight end. They, they are the worst team in the league against the tight end. They're, they're giving up 26 points per game in DraftKings. Second second worst Tampa Bay has given up 19 so there's a seven point gap which is absurd so basically everybody's going off against them listen to the numbers 46 receptions 599 yards seven touchdowns against that's Whew. that's insanity you have to fire up Evan Ingram and if you if you do so and it doesn't work out you can you can rest knowing that you followed the process because that's all you can do there's no way um, Chandler or I can sit here and say with certainty what will happen. Anything can happen. It's the future. But those numbers, you, you can't ignore those numbers. Evan Ingram, he's actually a pretty good player. Um, that's, that's pretty basic. I mean, the worst team against yeah, tight ends. Good good tight end. So that's where I'm going. Fastest Saquon tight Barkley. end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, outside of Noah Fant, the fastest tight end we've ever seen. Yeah, he he's good. I mean, Evan Ingram's a beast. And then I would love to play Saquon here, but coming off that serious injury, I can't do it. Not at the price. If he was cheaper, sign me up. But yep, I totally agree. And what are the odds for this game? Once again, our producer's coming in like a total asshat. Without the numbers. Here we go. Cardinals are a three-point underdog at MetLife. I, hmm, I don't know. I it, I got to take the Giants at this one. Uh, Evan Ingram, you just convinced me, with Saquon Barkley. Patrick Peterson can't guard both of them, and he actually is not going to guard either of them. So 
I'm going with the Giants, three-point favorite. They might just win by three. I got the Giants. Um, I'm going. I'm going with the Road Dogs, um, which is crazy. But I'm going with the Cardinals. <laughs> the producer coming in strong. But uh, I don't know why, but some sometimes things just happen, and you can't explain it. But I'm I'm hopping on Arizona. I I just think they're they're trending up. So Christian Kirk, David Johnson, Kyler Murray. Larry Fitzgerald, if you can snag any of those guys at like 70 or 80 cents on the dollar, go ahead and do it just in regular fantasy. Um, so, yeah, anyways, I'm taking Arizona. Yeah, that's that's um, that's wrong, but <laughs> we'll roll with it. All right, so I want to I want to try to keep these around an hour. So we have eight minutes left. So what – I'm putting you on the fly here, Eric. Uh-huh. Any players left in the six games we didn't talk about that you are a must-go grab or a definitely think about it and see if they fit with your price? Um, I'll go first since I put you on yeah, go the f- total spot. Uh, I'm actually playing Hunter Henry this week. He's priced at 4000 Yeah, you have Now, to. you'll say, Chandler, you just said recency bias is a bitch. Well, piss off. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the recency bias because I've seen his history. He has a little bit of history with him. And there's a little tidbit you probably didn't know. This is a total secret that only I know. I'm the only person in the world. Philip Rivers really likes throwing to tight ends. Yeah. I mean, you, ever heard, you probably don't know this guy. Antonio Gates. Most people haven't heard of him. Uh he only played about 70 seasons. Him and Philip Rivers actually started. Uh, they were in the NFL in about 1937. <laughs> uh, they've been playing since then. Philip Rivers has had to change his throw about 100 times to now it's basically a shot put. But, yeah, Philip Rivers likes to throw to tight ends. Hunter Henry is extremely talented. I don't know anybody at the tight end position that comes back from a broken patella I believe that's what happened. Yeah, broken kneecap. That is crazy. And and plays like that. Now, the Steelers' defense isn't great, but they have Minka Fitzpatrick and Devin Bush rotating off and on. They had a couple other guys, but for the majority, rotating off and on Hunter Henry. Those are two elite defenders. And so I'm taking Hunter Henry. Uh, We didn't talk about Buffalo and Miami. I'm taking Frank Gore at 5,200. Uh, he he was actually he started the NFL. He was before Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. What happened is Frank Gore decided I want to I, I just want to run the ball for a hundred years. So they just kind of started forming teams around him, and I think he's planning to retire in twenty forty. So take Frank Gore, the dude that literally is going to run until the day he dies. I don't understand it. Uh, he's he's an anomaly. I thought LeBron was crazy with what he does, but Frank Gore's taken a beating his entire life. He's not an agile running back. He's a okay. I gotta I gotta tuck the ball again and just get hit by three people. It's amazing. I'm taking Frank Gore. Dallas and Philly. I'm taking Dak Prescott. He's in my lineup. He's 6,200, so it's a little bit of a price. He's gonna have a bounce back game, which he hasn't been playing that poorly. Uh, it's a little misconstrued, but Philly's. Secondary is absolutely awful. I mean, they might be worse than the Dolphins because the Dolphins, oh, excuse me, have Xavier and Howard. Philly's secondary is bad. If Amari Cooper plays, I would even consider putting him in my lineup. But Dak Prescott's going to have a big, big, big game. And, um, sorry, also in the Miami at Buffalo, forgot about this one. I'm plugging in my boy Duke Williams. And you might say, who's that? Well, Bill's Mafia, you know who he is. 26-year-old wide receiver, a Buffalo beloved player. Came up last week, had a great game. I'm taking Duke Williams. That is my ballsy pick. But you got to you gotta take your money where you can. I, I think that's, you know, it's risky, but I, I, have, I have faith in my Bill's Mafia. And then the last one, I'm taking the Saints at Chicago for the defense. I don't love this pick, but I think the Saints defense needs to have a game that they're capable of. 
think Cameron Jordan gets a strip sack. I think Lattimore has an interception. And I think, especially if Mitch Trubisky plays, this Bears defense offense looks bad. Oh, all right. There's my long-winded answer to must-haves. Um, I'm I'm going to start out just by solidifying a few of your things. Um, the Dak Prescott call was a good one. Um, Phil- Philadelphia is basically a perfect storm against anybody in the passing game from the opposing team because they can score, they can stop the run with the best of them, and they can't stop a passing game. So what happens is they get in these high-scoring games where the other team can't run the ball, and guys just have an aerial assault on them. So that's a good call on Dak. And Duke Johnson, or uh, Duke, uh, what was his last name? Duke Williams. Yeah, Duke Williams. He's Check him out. He's basically Twitter famous right now because he trucks some guy in, the, in Canada. Um, <laughs> check that out. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm going through looking at somebody I didn't talk about. And a lot of the, lot of the plays I'm trying to make are, are from the uh, Arizona game the Atlanta and the Rams game. And we already talked about those. And the one Chandler said, the Dallas-Philly game, I like that game. But in, in DFS, you just target games. You're, you're not Nostradamus, okay? You're not going to know things. All you can do is go the right direction. So mm-hmm. um, one, one direction I'd like to go is, okay, I'm guessing the Jets will be losing against New England. And... Crowd, James, or uh, yeah, Crowder. Let's see, what's he coming in at? Four thousand. That's insanely low. Um, yep. two, two games. Darnold with, bikes him. Oh yeah, two games with Darnold. Uh, twenty-seven targets or something like that. Twenty-six targets, and it's not just targets. He had fourteen catches in one of those games, six in the other, ninety-eight yards in one game. Um. So yeah, check out Crowder at four thousand. You almost in the negative game script. And Robbie Anderson's 4,500, but I'm guessing uh, the great Bill Belichick is going to try to take Robbie Anderson out of the game. Um, yeah, which sometimes Robbie Anderson does himself. But... Yeah, he does. And you can go with Edelman there. He's he's always safe. Um, but mo- most of the, the plays that I wanted to make, we covered already. Uh, stay away from outside of tight end or stay away from the Chargers-Tennessee game. That's a 40 over-under. If you don't have much time and you're just trying to hop on Sunday morning and make a quick lineup, go to Google. You know, it's this one site uh, a couple people came up with. It's not real well known. It's called Google.com. And you can find (laughs) the uh, spreads and the over-unders. Follow the high over-unders. Okay, guys, these people that make the spreads, they know generally where the points are going to be scored. Anything over 47 48 if you see something in the 50s get on it okay um now who who you want to fire up you know use your best judgment and just have fun with it so yeah don't that with daily fantasy with normal fantasy with sports betting there's going to be really really tall highs and there's going to be really low lows yep i was i put a five dollar bet down on a 12 team parlay i was like i was feeling good I only needed the Bears to beat Oakland in London uh, two weeks ago. That's all I needed, just them to win. They didn't have to cover the spread. They needed to win. Oh, the <laughs> defeat when Chase Daniels threw that awful, awful interception. Yeah, and you can't uh, predict you know, that. Chase did, no, and I I played I play it safe when I do a 12-team parlay, and I never put more than $5 down because that's the riskiest shit you can do. I do about yeah. half the games I just pick a winner, and half I pick the spreads. So I just picked this. I picked the win on the Bears because everybody in their goddamn right mind picked them to win. So it, it, there's going to be highs and lows. I was riding high the entire day uh, until that because all my one o'clock games were going super smoothly. But I, if you guys want, if you're still listening out there, uh, if you want. To look at some of our lineups, I'm going to try to have an article posted Wednesday or Thursday morning. I'll have a screenshot of the the teams, the um, DFS teams, um, you know, the ones that want to. Some are some are in serious leagues, so we're not going to have everyone, of course. But you know, like Eric said, 50 points or over, hop on that quickly. 
And like he said, you got to look into who to fire up. Look at past matchups. If you need help, DM any of us. Uh, you, you know our usernames. You know our. You, if you need to text us, that's fine. But other than that, go check out atbsports.net. Lots of great stuff happening. Uh, we have a lot of great people that are applying right now. If you feel like you could write for us, get a hold of us for an application. But that's all I have. Uh, Eric, what do you got for us? Anything? Um, just in general, th- this podcast, we plan on making it fairly entertaining. And we, d- we just want to lead the horse to the water. You can do the drinking. But it- if you like, <laughs> if you like the, uh, the pod at all, Please subscribe and download. Um, it helps us out a lot. With um, it, br- it brings you know you can show the download numbers and it it helps further the cause. So if you like podcasts, just please subscribe and download. And you can find it pretty much on any podcast service. But uh, yeah, it it's I like I like doing the pod. It's fun. I'm a podaholic in my in my daily daily life. So. <laughs> And yeah, we're we are on every major platform, and when you guys download, it helps us um, gain traction. And if you have ideas for the show, segments or topics or whatever, send them in to us. We want to. You guys are the ones listening. Uh, whoever's listening right now, I'm talking to you specifically. You are the one listening. If you want to hear something, DM us or text us. Or get a hold of us, and we're gonna put it in the show. Uh, Definitely, that's a promise. And like Eric said, just download it, subscribe it. Five-star um, rating. Yeah, five-star rating if you're on Apple Podcasts. That, those sons of bitches only show you if you, have a, if you have enough ratings. So we have a five-star rating right now, but it would be helpful if you guys go and give us a little hand. But yeah, that's all I got. And if, if you make any calls based on anything I said, um, my number is 555-5555. And sorry about your losses. <laughs> and that's totally a real phone number. Yep. All right. Thank you for joining, guys.